Mentorship, leadership, coaching. Right now. It's the Coaching Podcast with Matt Marvin and Tom Tony. So one of the things that we have noticed, you know, we've been doing coaching now with students through the Question Leadership Model over 20 years. I launched it 21 years ago. One of the things that we've recognized is that we've developed books, journals, curriculum, processes, systems, you name it. And we really believe in that stuff, right? I believe we can put something in front of a student and they can read it, they can learn from it, they can grow from it. But at the end of the day, it's the coach that makes the difference. This is something mm. that we're discovering. We launched a few years ago a pilot in our, a local school. We actually have an in-school system, an in-school solution for student leadership. It's really character development. We really focus in on uh, behavior and we focus in on attendance, attendance and behavior. Basically, the way we say it is, you know, if you can get a kid to show up and pay attention, then a teacher can do what they do, right? right? Educate. Right. So we work hard on those hmm. two pieces. So we've introduced this system in the local schools. And in the pilot process, we went in and we observed. We watched teachers using our, our stuff. Hmm. And the things well, that, that we, had to be fascinating. Oh, it was hmm. such a blast. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the pinnacle of it, yeah. right? It's like, so, and it wouldn't, did not take long at all. To just have that moment where you sat back, rubbed your chin, and went, I get it. Hmm. And that is, wow. um, for all the things that we've written and put together, and we really do believe in our materials, it's the coach that makes the difference. Yeah. It's the ability of that, in this case, a teacher in that moment, to take what's in front of them and make it real. Hmm. And I just cannot overemphasize how valuable that is yeah. for helping people develop. And was there something that you saw in that moment where I'm asserting that you found yourself also in a room where you went, yep, that's not working. That's <laughs> it, right. So I'm asserting that, that if the coach makes all the difference, I would assume that that meant that you saw some that were really effective and, yeah. and perhaps one that you go, they, they were struggling to connect. And I'm curious yeah. what the difference might have been. Well, you know, I, I don't think it's hard at all. You know, again, this is very school centric to look at it this way, but it applies across the board. My experience is that most people in a coaching role, if they're not watchful, have a one size fits all mentality. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, you remember as a kid going to get new shoes and you had that little metal thing you put your foot on and it <laughs> yeah. slid up and down like and the shoehorn. tickled oh, the side yeah, of your the, foot. That would measure yeah, your yeah, foot. Yeah. And yeah, you like yeah, move yeah. it around. What size are you? Yeah. You know, kind of a deal. And your, your kid, your O's open. It was a bigger number. Yes. Um, that I think is, is what I see in, in coaches that are able to really gain traction with an individual. Yeah. They carry mm -hmm. the foot size measurer thingy. They, they go in and they yeah. go, let me find out what fits you. Yeah. So yes, they know the curriculum. Yes, they know the principles. Yes, they know the topics. But they are not at all stuck to it has to be this way, this size. And you just got to cram your foot in there. Right. It's like they're making it fit. They're making it real. Yeah. And I think the ability to do that is what we discovered, man, that really matters. I can see that. And in fact, there's something that we use in the corporate world that we call situational leadership, okay. right? Which means um, some leaders want to come into a situation and say, this is the leader that I am, like it or not. Mm. You are going to get this no matter what. Yeah. But situational leadership talks about how do you shift your approach based on where that individual is, the individual that you're coaching, how do you shift your approach in that way, 
we use another analogy, not to give you too many analogies, but <laughs> we, we use another analogy of a 10-speed bicycle, Okay, right? There are times when we need to go into first gear and you're going to pedal really, really, mm. really fast. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. It's because the terrain that you're working with requires it. Demands it, yes. Right? And so I don't know if you've ever done this before, but when I was a kid, uh, you know, I'm one of seven kids. <laughs> we had a 10-speed bike that was stuck in 10th gear. Oh, my goodness. Like, there was no getting this thing out of 10th yeah. gear. You Today were gonna we call that a, gear. a fixie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They make them that way now, one gear. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I mean, if you've ever tried that before, it is daunting, let alone imagine oh, if somebody yeah. was stuck in first gear, right. no matter what, they were always in first gear. And sometimes coaches try to approach students and, or, you know, you know, in my case, professionals in that way. And we've got to be able to shift gears. Yeah, we've got to be able good. to understand the terrain, read the environment and then shift gears as needed. Man, that's fantastic. I love that perspective because really I think that's what it comes down to is as coaches, our ability to do exactly what you just said, recognize that not everybody in the pack can pedal at the same pace. Yes. This is something I've heard you say quite a lot actually in our in just our time together and, and as, as we spent time together, and that is... Um, some people have to pedal really hard to keep up. Yes. You know, yeah. others are in their stride and there's others in the pack that are, and I've experienced, I'm a cyclist. I've definitely experienced that. I've been left in the dust before <laughs> by people I thought I could keep up with. I yeah. couldn't keep up. I'll never forget. I was riding across Ohio with a group of people. We rode a hundred miles a day, three days in a row. Wow. And I thought I was in great shape. I'd ridden, a, I was, had been cow, riding a lot. I, right. I had been riding a lot. And uh, so these two cyclists took off and I'm like, I'm going to go in this small breakout pack and just have some fun. Right. About 30 minutes in, I was on my own wow. and they left the trail. They went a completely different direction than everybody else. And that I didn't have, you didn't have cell phones with GPS on them then. <laughs> yeah. I had a map, paper map. I spent the rest of the day alone, wow. literally trying to find. And finally, and this is such a great, I think, analogy for this topic. I finally found the rest of the group. Mm. And I made the decision because of that experience. I said to myself, I'm just going to ride with these guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to try to do that anymore. And isn't that how that works for people? It's so true. They get, they get out of their league and all of a sudden trepidation sets in. It's like, I don't want to try anymore. Yes. I don't want to. And in fact, what do they do? Like you say, they frequently stay with the pack yeah. and it prevents them sometimes from being the best self they can be. In other words, reaching their full potential, they might say, mm, there's safety in numbers yeah. and I it's feel so better true. just doing okay than I do if I were to excel and feel alone. Yes. And yet, you know, when you're able to help people reach, you know, reach their stride yeah. and still stay connected. Right. And still stay with um, uh, with the package. Sometimes that requires an agreement. Sometimes that requires an expectation up front that I'm going to be here for you and you'll be there for me. And that, you know, that as you make these strides, whether that be a professional that I'm working with or a student that Quest coaches are working with that I'm going to be there with you in that moment, yeah. that I'm going to be there by your side and cheering you on. And um, it's so fascinating, but it's so true. And coaches struggle so frequently with um, trying to understand how to read the map. 
right. how to get where um, I want this person to get to right. and encouraging them along the way. Well, and I think paying attention to um, paying attention to everyone's cadence. Yes. And I think that's a, if I go back and I put myself back in that, that situation where I'm watching these teachers using the curriculum, when, 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 we, when we're stuck on what's in front of us, and we're not aware of how that is impacting everyone that we're coaching, that we're leading, it's not hard to lose people mm-hmm. in the pack. It's not hard to lose a student. It's not hard to lose a team member on a, on a corporate team. It's, Great point. You know, we have to be aware of their cadence yes. and meet them where they are and work hard then to keep the pack together with the variant cadences yes. that are represented there. That's and right. I think what we saw were the ones that could do that effectively were the ones that gained the most traction. Wow. Where they built the strongest relationships and they had the greatest, you know, we talked about in a different episode, success, but defining that as just progress. Yes. Within a student's own personal journey, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that because they were aware of what every student was capable of, their own cadence, cadence and then brought their expertise to them as an individual you know, based on what's in the curriculum, what, what they're trying to accomplish. But they remained aware of where everybody was in that pace. Yes, and I, I got to tell you, when I hear that, what that tells me about the, um, the teachers, right, that were act, serving as coaches in this instance that you're talking about, Yes. what that tells me is they were extremely self-aware. Yes. Now, it requires that. And I know in the workplace, we talk about, you've got to be self-aware. If you're a coach, you better be self-aware because we, we think it's one, you know, the, one of the most crucial skill sets that you have to have. And sometimes when people approach coaching from uh, the place of, this is how I coach, it's worked before. Therefore, I just use it right. everywhere I go. Yeah. That's right. It's kind yeah. of the old adage One that year. if you give a two-year-old a hammer, it's amazing how everything suddenly looks like a nail. Yes, right. You know, yes. and if that's my only approach, if I only have one one gear yeah. on my 10-speed right. bike that I'm going to just use it no matter where I go, I go, is it possible that the ability to be self-aware, to know that each situation is unique and different and that that's okay yeah. and I adjust me to coach them effectively where they are. Right. That's when real traction takes place. That, in my opinion, is the secret sauce. 